0: Welcome to another Healing Conversation brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Lorraine Gayle. Today I'm so happy to welcome back to Healing Conversations Celeste Blue Star and David of Arcturus. We're going to talk about walk ins and ETs and life beyond this world today. So thank you, David and Celeste, for joining us again today.
1: Thank you for having us on. Yes, we've been
2: looking forward to this.
0: For those who may not be familiar with your work, your website is bluestarspeaks.com. And you, both of you are walk-ins, and you are here on Earth at this time to assist in a very specific mission. Can you bring us up to date on that?
1: Well, first of all, uh, there are at this point probably more there are definitely more walk-ins on the planet than ever before in Earth's history walk-ins have always been on earth but it's truly accelerated And starting in about 2007 was when the the big whoosh came in and more and more soul, souls decided that it was time for the walk-ins to come in and we both have been here longer than that and in the work, and now we are reaching out to all the others, trying to connect together so that we can uh, become a unified force to help the changes that the planet needs, that the human population needs,
2: and and everything else that people should have in the way of understanding their own spiritual nature, which means to thy own self be true. If they understand why they're here, what is the purpose, what is the soul contract, why Watkins and Starcy really must learn to be live as a cooperative entity so that they actually forge one complete entity, it would help everyone tremendously the times we're living in are very difficult and they are going to accelerate to be even more difficult for quite a while yet and if people on the planet do not start to wake up and understand that every person in the world is important that everybody is related whether we're walk ins, star seeds, earth seeds or not, then they're missing the whole point of life, which is to live more fully in the best manner, but that benefits all. It's not about service to self. It's about service to others.
0: Let's talk more about the walk ins that are here. How would someone recognize that they are a walk-in or a starseed, and how can you identify other people in your life that may be a walk-in or a starseed?
2: Well, to begin with, very few walk-ins actually enter with conscious remembrance of who they are. And for most walk-ins, it has taken years of a painful process of adapting to a physical body and not knowing why they feel so strange because the person they replace, which would be their predecessor, the exchange of souls, that person's memories will be fragmented, uh, memories of the, that the walk-in has while a walk-in is still trying to sort everything out. It is not Not an easy time those first few years, and sometimes I've known walk-ins that have taken them, oh my goodness, 20 years before they realize who they are. They have to all adjust to different vibrations on this planet, different frequencies on this planet, and other people are usually the first ones to spot a walk-in but without knowing who exactly it is that they're looking at. They won't use the term walk-in, just that somebody they may have known for a long, long time has suddenly changed so dynamically that they may even feel uncomfortable around them because it's a, a personality change in many cases, not to be confused with schizophrenia, but it is a personality shape. We have our own personality. And it is not something that every walk-in will see in themselves. Other walk-ins spot other walk-ins very easily, especially those walk-ins who have been here longer. They're very easy to tell who is who. And during the course of a life, regardless if the walk-in contract is for one year, 10 years, 20 years, or for the duration of that physical body's life. There are certain triggers that are always activated throughout all that time where the spirit guides or mentors from other forms of divinity are always constantly but gently prompting them to remember and giving them, it was—it's like watching a sneak preview, uh, the way you would see it of a movie. You get this little bit of something, and then all of a sudden, for the walk-in, the the missing pieces come together.
1: Sure, and people need to understand that the the walk-ins that come in without conscious recollection of who they are, they. Until such a time as certain spatial grid lines intersect, that they are meant to start awakening, they're still doing their work. they are typically people, there are obviously people, all walk ins come on many different levels, just as star seeds, just as humans are. Everybody's evolving at their own pace. But the one thing that is different is the walk ins will teach by example without knowing they're actually teaching. People uh, tend to be gravitating towards them and they don't really know why except there's just a, a confidence in who they are and they live life as life is meant to be lived,
2: lived for the most part. For the most part, yes. Yeah. It is a difficult walk. This is a very harsh environment to be a walk-in in. It really is.
0: And so, um, where are the walk-ins coming from?
2: Name a planet. Name a universe. There are so many planets. See, the problem here is, Earth scientists, now, some of them do know the truth, but are not permitted to reveal it. But Earth scientists don't all know the reality of the great 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 number of universes that really do exist and every universe they have their own solar system they have their own world within the world uh their own planets in their universe and walk-ins come from all of the place it's really a universal effort Yes,
1: walk-ins will come from the angelic realm as well Uh, there there are so many people here that they focus on the Pleiades, Arcturus, uh, Syria, Andromeda uh, because those are the only planets that they've heard of when in reality uh, the human race has always been populated by people from many, many different star
2: systems, Uh, pick one. Mm -hmm. Just pick a star system. It's, It's really that simple, and yet it's that complex. Because if you try to speak to people about different star systems and they don't know anything about it, then you're giving information that somebody is not ready for. But it is the answer to your question. We come from
0: everywhere. And why here, now? We know that Mother Earth put out a call around the universe in the 50s after World War II. How can you explain the shift that's going on?
2: Okay. It had been foreseen by the God of this universe and the Creator and the rest of the Luminescence, who are the gods and goddesses of all other universes, that this planet was teetering on the point of self-destruction, and it was caused by humanity itself. It was foreseen that it would take a number of years and many generations, actually, in order to try to set things straight on the planet. The Illuminati. Had still had a tremendous hold over the planet. It's not the way it is today as it was, say, in the 50s. I mean, it was even worse. But now the stranglehold of the Illuminati has weakened tremendously due to the good actions and right thinking of people, of earth seeds who are evolving, of walking who are still evolving. It had to be this way or this planet would have survived, but the people would not have. And because we are in the time where the shifting is going to continue, going to accelerate, there have to be people here who will aid all the good people. It's not about color. It's not about anybody's culture. They will aid all the good people and teach them a simpler way of life, teaching them how to maintain their spiritual equilibrium in a world that is going mad. It's about reshaping, reformatting through the creation process the human race. And it's no longer about
1: pointing blame at this or that. You can no longer blame the government. You can no longer blame religions and the indoctrinations that have gone on to there. People have to start taking personal responsibility. Each and everybody is responsible for their own lives. They have free expression. They can choose how to live their lives what belief systems they have and what they do to reinforce those. You can no longer say the Illuminati did this, uh, the darkness came to this planet and did this and this, and that's why I am the way now. Well, people need to wake up to that reality. And part of the reason we're here, part of the reason you're here, Glenn, uh all the other star seeds and the awakened earth seeds is to start getting the message out. And the hardest thing to do in that fat manner is to get people to start working together for a common goal. There, there, there's, we're all co-creators. And I emphasize co-creators. We're all gods and goddesses walking in human form. And to be co-creators means that we work together as one cohesive
0: unit and so as we build this new world where it's one of unity consciousness and one that will be in service to others where no one is left behind or left for want what suggestions do you have for some ways that we can begin to come to work together and not blame the illuminati or worry about the economy as it is around us?
2: Well, for one thing, I would suggest that people start to prioritize their life. What is the most important aspect of life to an individual? However they answer that, will determine their place on this called the Scales of Justice as the shift continues. People who live in fear, there's nothing we can do for them. There is nothing. We have worked for years to teach people not to be afraid, to explain to them that fear is not coming from the soul. Soul knows what fear is, but soul doesn't fear fear anything or anyone so people need to prioritize what is the most important thing in my life some will say my family my husband my wife my lover and many others won't say it but they will think it and what they will think is money i've heard them i've heard their mind over and over and over so you see This is part of it because it's the people who want to have a better world, to be part of a better world, to give 100% of themselves in shaping and assisting in a better world. These are the ones who will reach out to other people, even if they don't know the other people, and say, what can I do to help you? How? What kind of help do you need? And the person's answer will determine how much assistance they actually receive. Do you understand, Lorenz? Please understand
1: that no one will be left behind. No, uh, we can quite literally thank God and the Creator for reincarnation.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about the shift. Then, what do you mean by things are going to get? a little bit more accelerated and it's going to be more difficult. Is that before the golden now, as you've described before?
1: The golden now is coming in now. Uh, Most people on the planet still have yet to figure out that time is an illusion. Everything happens in the now. The only planet in the universe that actually... Has incorporated linear time has been Earth, and that was because the human race needed a government agent. Uh, um,
2: That's part of it. That's what the Golden Now is already started. The Golden Now also is a wave. This is not separate. This is all an integration of the Jesus the Christ consciousness. And that consciousness in the Golden now is what's starting to separate the wheat from the shapes. People are acting out now in ways that if you had known them 10, 15 years ago, maybe two years ago, you would never have believed that so-and-so would be behaving the way they are today. How is this going to be more challenging? I will tell you. The conditions of the world... As far as weather, drought, loss of foodstuffs because of extreme drought and extreme flooding, fires, all of those conditions are going to impact upon people, no matter who we are. We're all going to feel it. There is not a single man, woman, or child that will not feel it that is going to be challenging another big challenge is people we've been watching very closely especially i say about the last two years in particular who are now breaking away from orthodox religions because they're seeing beyond the veneer and they're seeing the illusions that have kept them in a state of well spiritual bondage So as they break away, more and more, you're going to find that these people will be part of what we call the new collective consciousness. It means working together, yes, Uh, thinking, sharing the same thoughts, expanding on your thoughts and your knowledge when necessary, and if the person or persons you're speaking with are ready to hear what you have to say. Uh, a lot of relationships, and you will find this, and you're going to witness it. And my sense of it is, you already have started to, but you're going to find relationships, whether it's a spousal or lover or best friend, whoever it is, are going to start deteriorating at a more rapid rate because some of these partners are going to be waking up to what's really going on in the world, learning how to stay out of fear, thereby having a life. While their partners and even their their siblings or their parents their grandparents aren't going to change, mm-hmm. they're not going to change. And
0: there's, there's going nothing- to be an
2: increase in the vibrational and uh, vibrational and frequencies that is going to accelerate because this Earth now is having so many beams of light, the most glorious light you've ever seen, that are beaming down onto this planet and into the hearts and soul of all good people. It sounds wonderful because it is. There is a reaction now. When that happens, people who are not the ones receiving these massive infusions of light, they tend to withdraw from those who are receiving it. And the vibrations and the frequencies change. It's like trying to mix oil and water. It it can't happen. It cannot be retained. And when that happens, how do you tell someone, that they're going to have a great deal of difficulty sustaining themselves and their life force if their vibrations and their frequencies are not on an even keel with the light. Does that make sense to you, Lorette?
0: Also, you mentioned that this light is coming into the hearts of all good people. And so those who are not open to it then, they either evolve into the light or become extinct and they're right. there to be reincarnated again
1: they will be reincarnated again but it may be a very very long time before they ever come back to earth again there are planets in this universe and in other universes that are still on the level that they're on that they can have the teachings the basic basics the Spirituality 101 teaching that these types of souls will need. Uh,
2: It would be wonderful to say that this light will will permeate the hearts and minds of every person on the planet. But that would also be a blatant lie. Those who are already leaving the planet, and it's in far greater numbers, that anybody in this world believes they're not receiving accurate statistics. They are trying to understand how so many freakish accidents are taking place, how some people have suddenly gone around the band and completely caught up in the drug culture. How? When there are people that they've known, people that they would never have dreamed this would happen to, and these people are passing over. There is no other way to say it. Yes, they will leave because they can't tolerate what will be here. It would, To them, it would be a terribly cruel, cruel life for them to try to even survive on this planet. It's like taking all the oxygen out of your lungs and expecting you to walk around and live the way other people live. Do
1: you see? And the same thing is happening with the animal kingdom. That's why we're, all of us are bearing witness to so many species that are leaving the planet, many from human causes, others that have naturally evolved into being predators. Predators uh, is something that cannot survive in the light. So, uh keep expecting to see more die-offs. Uh, obviously, the lack of oxygen on the planet is not helping anything at all. Uh, it's affecting everything in the water
2: and the soil, uh, everything. Yes, in everything, in every, every way. Animal migration has changed. The migratory pattern is vastly different. They are being led. The ones who will remain behind are being led to safer areas and to stay with the people who really will take care of them. It's part of the collective, Loren. The collective consciousness had to take place. Who could say 20 years ago that they could look back at their life now, back to the last 20 years, and feel that they did everything to the best of their ability to evolve. If you had a count, I mean absolute numbers, you would find the statistics are very, very low. People become caught up in certain lifestyles. Lifestyles have become so important to people and they believe the propaganda of what dress to wear, what ties to wear, everything that is strictly out there to create more illusions in people and keep them from moving forward. But when all is said and done, it is each individual's personal responsibility. They're not having a gun held to their head. If they're willing to go the route that is the route most traveled, then who can they blame except themselves?
0: So, when you say that relationships will change, instead of trying to assist those, then you're saying that we might not be able to help those, but that no one will be left behind, though.
1: Every soul in the universe is very, very important, and the ones that are evolving and will continue to stay with the planet until their timeline has, uh, come to an end, uh, would be just fine. The ones that will be leaving the planet, there, there are so many vast preparations already taking place for the care, the nurturing, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional healing of those souls before they plan their next lifetime to whichever planet it will be.
2: Yes. And when you ask about no soul will be left behind, I will elaborate on that for a moment. No, no soul will be left behind. That does not mean that a soul cannot leave itself behind, no, can it? True. Yeah,
0: so a soul can leave itself behind.
2: Yes, it can leave itself. Oftentimes, it's simply for the experience in order to not make the same errors of judgment in a future life. Okay? That's what many souls choose. It's soul learn. All right, think of a person. All right, look at you, Lord. Look how much you have grown in the past few years. It is an extraordinary, wonderful for David and I to talk to you and watch you. And we know how much you've grown because we knew you went. Okay? <laughs> yes. And you were a good person then. You were a good soul then. But look how your determination to better yourself, meaning to evolve, to move forward, and to lose the worldly fears that had surrounded you for so long, you kept yourself from being a soul left behind because you don't need to relearn the rudimentary techniques you're learning them just by walking through your life and becoming stronger every step of the way that is what a soul does all souls are born into perfection but not all souls are perfect think about that
0: and it's what you choose to do when you're here in this form and that's why you say it's so important to stay out of the fear. You know, when we fell from grace, we can say, let's say, fall from grace. That's one way to look at it. I've heard other people, Ken Carey, describe it as we were not completed yet in our evolution as humans. And the ego came in to make us feel separate or to help us deal with that feeling of being separate in physical form. So now, what do we do with the ego?
2: Ah, I'm so glad you asked. That's a trained response.
1: Most people don't realize that the intellect is is, is a tool to be used by the soul, by the personality that is, that is, the first, the, the one in the physical body, is, is the representation of the soul. Uh, the personality trains the intellect from the very moment they're born through their, through their lifespan, and it's indoctrination, even so innocent, by even the parents at such a young age, where they pass on what they've been taught to the children and the children pass it on to their children unless somewhere the cycle is meant to be broken. Uh,
2: yes, and when the ego is takes center hold of a person's life, there is no room for the soul voice to be heard. And yes, Ken Carey was absolutely correct because the ego has become a focal point or millions and millions of people. And what always amazes me personally, the ones who have the worst case of ego genes absolutely refuse to acknowledge, even to themselves, that they do. The ego is a problem. And yet, we can tell you how to correct it, but of course it takes work, and people don't like to do things that require work. It requires a simple, basic recipe. All a person has to do, quiet their mind, and and I know that's hard for many people, and speak non-verbally to their ego, which is speaking to their intellect, and reassuring the intellect, the ego, that everything is all right, that the ego intellect did its part in the lifetime, However, now that person is sent an invitation to soul voice for soul to become the main factor in that person's life. Now ego will actually listen. There. There's a funny thing about the intellect. It needs to be reassured continually that the person will not place himself or herself in any type of physical or mental jeopardy because the intellect knows that if the person dies, so does the intellect. Do you see?
0: The intellect dies with the person?
1: Yes. The memories of the personality go on forever within the matrix of the soul. But the intellect is only here
2: while the soul is incarnate.
0: By the intellect, you're also referring to that as part of the ego?
2: Yes, intellect and ego. Yes, they they really are one and the same. And honestly, I've taught people these last 23 years that I've been here how to speak with their intellect, how to get it to release its stranglehold, regardless of how it first began, which, yes, does happen with very young children, and that somebody is strong-minded enough to refuse the indoctrination. Obviously, that alters things. And the people that I have taught this to, and David has been teaching for years, how to train your intellect to accept soul voice. They have had tremendous success As long as the intellect, ego doesn't feel threatened, that everything is okay, that the soul voice cannot do anything, would not do anything to cause any kind of injury to the person, then intellect, ego knows it's all right. For some people, it takes a lot of practice, though, depending on how deeply ingrained it has been that their intellect, ego has been controlling their life force.
0: Well, let's talk more about walk-ins and how someone specifically can identify. Would it be for all those people who experienced maybe an illness when they were a child or as an adult, or what factors would you consider are important for people to maybe look back in their life and consider if that was an opportunity for a walk-in?
2: Oh. That's really actually pretty easy. Although many, many, many uh, cases of walk-in experiences occur during near-death experiences, a person can have a chronic illness as far back as when they were 2 years old and maybe 55 years old now. And, in fact, we know someone like that. And only recently discovered in June that that terrible... Close to death, but not a near-death experience she had when she was two years old was actually when she walked in. Now, all these years, she has not known. You feel differently. Everything feels differently. Uh, using just myself, uh, adapting to a physical body. You look at your body and try to figure out, why, why are these legs, what, how, do I, how do I work them? What do I do? How do I walk? I mean, there's humor. There There really is. And illnesses come and go, but it's always the ones that are the more serious ones. That is when the soul exchange takes place. A person will feel completely different, view life differently, and views their clothes. Their home, their friends, their jobs, everything very differently, and they turn around and simply finish whatever the person they replaced had still left we call it unfinished business. Whatever they still had to finish, the walk in soul is God bound, duty bound, honor bound to complete those unfinished businesses and then the walk-in immediately goes into action when that's all finished and begins his or her own mission to begin what they were supposed to do here once everything else is taken care of. It's a feeling. It's a sense. Although I have known many people, men and women, who realized that suddenly they were having nonverbal communication with uh, beings from other worlds. And they had never had them prior to this terrible uh, illness, uh, the near-death experience. It is life-altering because you're bringing a new life in, in a sense. And I know this is a rather broad statement, but in a sense, you are giving birth to a new part of yourself. And like any baby, the baby has to learn, has to look around, has to understand, why do I feel so different? Why don't I want to be around, oh, John or Sue or Mary? And I never did like that particular picture or painting. I don't like it, so why is it here? I mean, there are little key keywords that always get a person's attention. And they start to realize, I'm different, I've changed. Uh, they view life differently. They view themselves differently. And then they start to look objectively at whatever their present plans and the plans they made for the future are. And all of a sudden, it's, Poop. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that in the future. I'll do what I have to do to get through it now, but then that's it. I'm done. I have to get on to something new. Something's calling me. Someone else is calling me. And that's when the seeking, the seeking begins. Because under universal law, all walk-ins will meet up with one another At one point in their life or another point in this life. And sometimes it's permanent. Sometimes now, it started about five years ago. Thank God, literally, we no longer have to be these isolated islands. Now the collective is joining together. Now we're being able to maintain constant contact with other walk-ins. And they in turn with others, and then they're bringing star seeds in, and that's part of the collective consciousness. No, it is not difficult for a person to understand if they are a walk in or not. It really is this simple.
0: So you're saying that universal law has it that all walk ins will meet up at some point or another?
2: During a lifetime, in the Q's case, this lifetime. Yes, they, they will connect with others and such
1: as themselves. Sometimes it may be just for a brief moment. Maybe a quick passing by on the street where somebody says hi or says something else, and that simple little act will kickstart something in the
2: other person. Oh. Uh-huh. It's about energy in motion, Loren, and it's so beautiful because there's a telepathic exchange that takes place. There is an energy connection um, as though you took your hands, palms facing one another, and just rotated them towards each other. Bang, 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 bang. And in other cases, yes, it can last for the duration of the lifetime. And each walk-in is always better off after that it doesn't matter which soul cluster any walk in comes from because there is the oversoul cluster which is a, a, like a big umbrella is the best description that would make sense to anybody and all the other soul clusters hang below that and in, and all through it but beneath it and the oversoul cluster watches help, assist in every way possible. So as walk-ins connect with each other, the soul clusters are connecting more and more with each walk-in. It's amazing. There's a loneliness walk-ins feel that nothing we do, it doesn't matter what we do, we cannot rid ourselves of it completely. It's only time there is a major type of feeling of not feeling so lonely is when we're connected with other walk-ins. And it's like, oh, my God, my family's here. It's just like people would walk around to a beloved family member. Only we do it this way. But once they have to move on or we have to move on, that loneliness is still here because we aren't home. That may not make sense to you, Loren, but that is part of our path.
1: And most people believe that the work that they're here to do, the walk ins, the star seeds, zero seeds, most of that, all of that is accomplished during the daytime. And that is not true, new, no. uh, especially for walk ins. After we go to sleep, we leave our physical bodies and we will go and connect with others of our Soul Cluster, our Starkeeper families, uh, with other walk-ins. A good example of this would be somebody who goes to bed one night and they wake up the next day and all of a sudden they just seem to know more. They have a clearer thought, a clearer focus, a clearer vision. Uh, That's because they were learning that or somebody was teaching them that or there was some kind of a gathering that said, we need to get this message out. There is an umbilical cord that connects all of us together. And our thoughts are transferred from one to the other, back and forth. Some people are conscious enough to uh, to recognize it when it's happening. Others are not.
0: It brings to mind when I had a friend in college who was married and he had an accident where he had a head injury and after he went through that process, his wife was like, he's a totally different person. And they ended up splitting up and going on with their lives.
2: That's right. Uh-huh. And, and it may seem strange, Lorenz, to people who are not walk but I can tell you, just speaking for myself, you know, no, and speaking for all the walk in that I have been blessed to know so far in this lifetime. None of us, not a single one of us, would give up all that we've been able to accomplish already and just pick up our marble and go home until it's the time for us to beam up. This is a wonderful, extraordinary mission we are each on. I wish it was less harsh than it was. And it's very hard for every walking. It's just the way this planet is. But no, it's, you've spoken about something that is very, very common. And yes, you do have a very good understanding of, of the situation.
1: I would like to clarify one other thing, and that is so many people talk about the third dimension leaving the third going to the fourth going to the fifth the planet is evolving into the fourth and fifth dimension the planet this planet every planet has its own consciousness this planet who i finally call tara her conscious consciousness never went to the third dimension it was her physical vehicle bit which did by the actions of the inhabitants of this planet.
0: Okay, so some people said when you go to a place like Kauai and some other beautiful places, pristine places on the planet, they consider that to be fifth dimensional. And so it brings to mind those places of pristine Earth are just so perfect and it's the mentality of humankind that brought us into 3D and that that is duality, polarity.
2: Yes. Yes. It's the action of the people. This is not how Earth was created. This is not what she wanted. She's been granted her wish though to evolve into a finer form of herself. And it's possible for you to speak with Tara Anybody can at any time. We talk to her a lot. And as she has said more than once, she will continue to evolve with or without the people.
0: Yes, I know most of us listening are here to do it with her. And when you look at five years in the future, what do you see or feel? And It's funny that we ask this when we're moving into a time of no time, but if you were to put a time frame on it, what change in your heart do you envision?
1: Up until recently, the changes that everybody is working for, wishing for, praying for, uh, to actually come into full manifestation until as recently as three to five years ago, those changes, because of the slowness of the pace of the evolution of the human being would have taken almost 500 years and as recently as now because so many of us are beginning to work together and the collectiveness of us is helping to raise the collective consciousness of the planet that the changes people are looking for will are actually on scale to come into manifestation complete in about 100 years.
0: Oh, I know some people listening are going to be bummed to hear that. I know, but, you know,
2: we know this. I saw this, oh, just a couple years ago. I projected, looked in it, I just suddenly saw it. So I asked God about it, and he said, yes, 100 years. He said, it was going to take 500 years. He said, but there are those of the children on earth now who are working so diligently and teaching by example. And that's what some of the best teachers do, Loren, teach by example. He said, it caused the drop of 500 years to 100 years. And then he did show me something, and I knew it was coming. I can only tell you I knew it before he showed it to me. He showed me five years from now. It's uh, going to be a rough five years for many countries on this planet. There are going to be many shifting elements that will take place water is going to really really clean water I should say be a problem over the next 5 years but uh, by the same token the number of people who are shaken out of fear over the next 5 years will be pretty impressive and sometimes that's what it takes for they have to be shaken out of fear. We aren't doing it to them, but something within their own soul is going to assist them in being able to leave the fear. Once they can leave the fear, they can learn how to live. Yes, we know this is not a popular answer, but then we're not here to win a popularity contest either.
1: And it also saddens us greatly to know the great amount of people who unfortunately want the quicker fix and believe that everything is going to shift before the end of this year. Those are the people who unfortunately haven't built a strong enough foundation for their belief systems to withstand. That jolt, and we're going to be watching a lot of people. Oh, so many people leaving before the end of this
2: year. You know, Loren, the different forms of depression are going to really start affecting people this fall.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yes. Tell us more about that, but then be sure to tell us what we what we can do to combat that.
2: Okay. There will be various types of depression. It's really, really, really going to begin, oh, i say around the 10th of October of this year. And part of it will be because of religious people who believe that their beliefs have been shattered because there will be many, uh, many truths coming out about different religions that will shake these people's foundations. I mean, this is what they believed in. This is what they were taught to believe in. Yes, that is going to be a depression.
0: Okay, it's because going be- they're going to find out. They're going. To, the truth will be revealed.
2: Right, right. And I can't tell you who I feel the sorriest for. The people who will be going through this because of the depression, because of finding out they've been worshiping worshiping idols of stone and paint, or the priests and the nuns, the ministers, the rabbis, all of the clerics who really want to believe they're telling people the truth. All right? There's going to be a depression in the minds of people when it comes to economics. Many people are going to lose their comfortable way of life. And for some people, I consider it a blessing because I've noticed something about people. If they become too comfortable in their lives, they don't have any initiative. There's Mm -hmm. no motivation. There isn't anything to get them to do anything other than maintain the status quo. So yes, as they lose more and more, they are going to have a severe reality check. Yes, this is a whole different type of depression. And then you're going to have another type of depression that will feel you'll feel the impact among people living in different countries. Uh, there's nothing any of us can do except stand back. And stay out of the way. There are going to be so many, not just civil riots, accelerating and really hurting the people themselves who could cross many lines that they should not cross because they will be starting to use violence. That disturbs me, but I can't change it. And, of course, that's going to cause a crack in the psyche and people who have damaged psyches, there's really nothing anybody can do for them. As for what can you do to keep it from happening, you can't change another person, but you can change yourself. If you look at life, at the glorious gift that it is, And understand that you are here to learn and yet to teach. I don't care who you are. If you give someone a big smile and they say, Oh, why are you smiling at me? And say, Oh, because you look so wonderful. You're teaching them in a very odd manner that a simple act on one person's part can alter another person's vibration. Look for the best in yourself. Find out whatever it happens to be and be sure that you understand it really is there. It may be buried in many people, but it's there. Then you will not be depressed if you do not start to fall into the trap so many millions of people are here on the planet and that is the trap of illusion.
1: And just so we're not amiss, people
2: have to believe
1: in themselves, they have to believe in what they can accomplish together and stop looking to the politicians, to the elected leaders of cities, towns, uh, states, countries, because it is the people, we the people, combined, united together, that are going to enact the changes. It is
2: not the government. Government cannot exist without the people, but the people can exist without government. Basically, stating that each person is their own government. Uh, What they do with themselves defines them as a human being and also defines how true their individual sense of democracy is people who are bigots, and I know a lot of them, prejudice, people who have so much hate in them that it's absolutely nauseous to be around them. No, I cannot in all honesty call them good people. They're trapped in illusions and in fear. So it's up to each democracy, each person, to pave the way. You are all leaders. You are leaders of yourself. You want a better world. We want it. It will be here. But we're also gardeners. There are weeds that have to be pulled in order to have the new seeds planted. That's what we're all here to do. Everyday normal people and people who are wealthy. They should all be working together, but not competitively. No competition. Anyone who believes in competition will not be able to be a part of the Jesus of Christ consciousness. It will not happen. In order to have the changes that people
1: are looking for within the next five years, imagine this, Loren. Imagine trying to get everybody on the planet to have the same thought at the same time. That is what it would take. And then it could happen. But it's going to take time. As God has said many times, one by one. Fortunately now it's moving from one to ten larger groups of people, but those people reach out to other people, but It's still, you have to get everybody on the same mind thought that they want a better life, they want a better world, and they want to stop taking advantage of everything this life has to offer them.
0: I just hope that people will wake up a lot faster and make the world a better place. And, you know, I don't know, it's kind of depressing that it takes so long.
1: Tell I me, mean, would we be doing anybody any service, any justice if we told them you're going to wake up on December 21st and it's going to be a brand new day and the sun's going to be shining and the grass is going to be green and everything going to be rosy when in all actuality, it's going to be a very similar day to today, but the difference is, is how you view it. Will we be doing anybody any service? We said, it's going to just flip. There's going to be a magical fix. There's a magical cure. Uh, even my wife, who does have a magic wand, unfortunately was not allowed to bring it down to the planet. So,
0: <laughs> Well, you guys are planning a special event coming up here where you're gathering together star seeds and walk-ins. Tell us about that.
1: We are hosting the first uh, Walk-In and Starseed Summit uh, where we have gathered together a phenomenal group of speakers, uh, six, uh, seven of which are walk-ins and two are Starseeds. And we're going to be coming together to work with the attendees. This will not be like a normal conference. There won't be workshops. We will be working interacting with the attendees, uh one on basically group on group on, uh throughout the day. There will be speeches, there will be talks, there will be presentations, uh, we'll be interacting to strengthen and fortify
2: each other to help build what we've been talking about this whole program. We'll building, uh, building the better understanding among all earth seats, all swalk all star seats, and explaining, having the interaction with attendees, which all nine of us will do, all nine of us speakers. We will do that. We will also have the summit on Sunday, which is morning and afternoon, where we will be tackling as a group all the issues that people feel they're being defeated by. How do we change things? What do seeds have to do in order to move forward and link up with others who are like them? How can walk-ins assist seeds and yet still assist other walk-ins? How can we make a force, a unified force, that will be interested only in promoting each person's truth and the spiritual nature of life and how much work there is to be done and how can we each contribute to it. Each speaker has been asked to bring to the table their own ideas. We're not telling anybody what they talk about. They know, they already know, what they want to talk about, because this has never happened before. There's never been a walk-in Starseed Summit. Never. And this is the first one. So, yes, it's a very, very important event. I cannot stress enough how important it is. We have an opportunity to work with each other, and yet all of us right there, working with the attendees as well
0: well fabulous we'll look forward to hearing more about that david and celeste thank you so much for being here on healing conversations is there anything you'd like to close as we leave today
2: just that live a life of great expectations because as long as you have great expectations even if you have to Fine-tune them from time to time. You will always have what you really need and deserve to have in this life. People who live a life of no expectation have nothing. They're not living. They're just existing.
1: I'd say that about sounds it. sounds it sums it up. <laughs>
0: Expect the best. Expect success. And use the power of your mind to get what you want yes well thank you so much for being here thank you David and Celeste thank you and thank you too for listening to this Healing Conversation Summer Series of 2012 please like our Facebook page and be sure to share this program with your friends and family so we can get this important information out to the rest of the world This program is dedicated to the memory of Philip G. Windsor, composer of Music from the Universe. I now leave you with Music from the Universe, literally created by the Universe as computer music researcher Phil Windsor assigned musical notes to mathematical equations. And the result is this beautiful music. Available at AcousticHealth.com.